Hello, my friend. Welcome to today's podcast episode where you are listening in on a conversation between myself and Eva Rodriguez. Eva is the host of the Uncomplicating Weight Loss podcast. She is a certified life coach and weight loss coach. We talk, you know how I roll when it comes to having a guest on the show. We talk about a lot of different things. We really hit home on intuitive eating and we talk a lot about how women when we stop this ever going cycle of thoughts and shame and guilt that we have with what we are eating or what our body looks like and then we make we remove those thoughts and those feelings and that shame and we remove that from our energetic capacity that we are giving it to every single day like how it can emphasize and enhance your life even more and that that's a really cool reason why I love listening to Eva's podcast episodes because if you are on a weight loss journey and you need some like 15 minutes or less motivation to continue with your goals, just realign yourself in a healthy way of achieving your weight loss goal, go subscribe and follow the uncomplicating uncomplicating podcast weight loss podcast you guys, I'm recovering from a cold and I swear my mind, body, and brain is, we're not, we're not operating at hundred percent yet, but this podcast episode is so good and I can't wait for you guys to hear more on it. I also will leave the resources in the show notes that we talk about because one of them that Eva has is a stop overeating, learn how to overcome the five obstacles to lose weight in her free workshop. So we will roll into today's episode. Please go follow Eva. Let me know what you think of this episode on intuitive eating. And then like as we go into the holidays, I hope this is just helpful for you to stay in alignment with your goals and what it is you want to achieve, but not over stress about it. So I hope you enjoy our conversation. Well, Eva, welcome to the Feminine Fitness Podcast. I'm so excited to have you here today as a guest. You guys, make sure you go follow her podcast, Uncomplicating Weight Loss, because I have been binge listening some of her episodes, and I know you guys are going to absolutely love it because I know for many of us, the complication of trying to lose weight has had a chokehold on you, and a lot of that has to do with nutrition. And so today we have Eva here with us. Hey girl. Hi, I'm so excited to be here. I'm super excited to have you because we're going to be talking about intuitive eating. And I know when I say intuitive eating, ladies are thinking like, yes, I want to trust myself. I want to eat what I want to eat. But you know what? I have a feeling that if I let myself eat what I want to eat, I'm going to gain weight. And I know that's what the ladies are thinking. To kick this right off, let's just dive into it. And what is your take really? This can roll into how you explain intuitive eating and how how has that fear come up in the clients that you work with? Oh my, it's, it comes up all the time because people really do have that when they start to hear about intuitive eating, cause it's what I teach, what I always talk about on my show. And it's what's worked for me. Cause I've tried all the diets and I tried all of that and went up and down and did the yo-yo thing. And when I finally learned 
this concept. And I really started to deep dive and study it. Um, because when I became a health coach before becoming a life and weight loss coach, I learned like part of my training was learning all of the dietary theories. So I had to learn like a hundred dietary theories. So I know the ins and outs of all of them, all of the major ones, at least. And I've probably tried maybe half of all of the major ones if, if, if I had to look at them um, at some point throughout my life. And when I found intuitive eating, it almost felt too good to be true. And that's that's what a lot of people like the biggest misconception is like, oh, wait, so you mean that I just listen to my body and I eat whatever I want. So because the, the most basic concept of intuitive eating is eat when you're hungry and stop when you've had enough. So that's the part where people get really freaked out because they're like, well, how do I know if I'm hungry? Well, how do I know if I've had enough? And that's the process that you have to learn. But this idea that like, oh, that means I'm just going to go crazy and like, binge and gorge and do all of these things. If I'm just eating intuitively, they're so afraid of that. And what I always say to just like get the fears, like settle the fears is intuitive eating is a process. It's not a diet. It's actually an anti-diet or the undiet essentially. And um, what we're really learning how to do is listen to our body because our body never lies. It's always sending us cues and it's always keeping the score. And what happens a lot of the time is we just forget that we were born intuitive eaters, right? We forget that babies know exactly when they're hungry and they will be, they will tell you in no uncertain terms that they're hungry because they'll start crying, right? And then once they've had enough, and I know because you have little ones, try to give a baby a bottle when they're full they spit it right out, right? They spit it right out and they're like, nope, done, right? Babies don't overeat, right? But as we get older, right? As we become older, we get socialized, all of these things, then we start to forget what we were born with, that we were born perfect and that we were born intuitive and that we were born knowing what our body needs and what it wants along the way we forget. So once you learn how to pay attention to your body, listen to your body, that is when you finally start to understand the foods that actually feel good for you, not the foods you think you're supposed to eat and not the foods that make you feel good, right? And I'm using quotes here, make you feel good because foods are not supposed to make you feel anything but fuel, right? So when you get to that paradigm shift of understanding that food is just fuel, it's not your friend, it's not your enemy, it's none of those things. It's just there to give you the, the fuel that you need, like gasoline for a car. It's essentially, that's the whole purpose of the food. If it tastes good, that's an extra, but it's not supposed to be this thing where it's like, oh, I can't wait to go eat the entire pizza, right? And if I let myself go, I'll eat all of the pizza or all of the ice cream or all of the things. That's not what intuitive eating is. It's not letting yourself go and going going crazy at the buffet. It is literally listening to your body. And if it's hungry, you feed it. And if it's not, you don't. Mm -hmm. And what you start to learn as you really dial into your body's cues, um, which actually it, when, I, when I was talking to you earlier, it's like it's very similar to how you track your cycles and all of that. Once you get all of this data and you start to really understand yourself and your body, it's not going to steer you down. It's not going to say, oh, hey, you know what sounds great right now? A pint of ice cream, right? Because you're so in tune with yourself and you understand the foods that feel good, the foods that don't feel good, right? Maybe ice cream tastes good, but an entire pint is not going to feel good. And as an intuitive eater, the goal is to feel as optimal as you can. 
And that's the that's the biggest myth that I love to bust. It's like you're not you wouldn't overeat when you're an intuitive eater. You wouldn't overeat because you wouldn't do that because you your body would be like, that's not what I want. Mm-hmm. And if you're listening to your body, you're giving it exactly what it wants. Right. And I, I really love how you brought that up because I feel so much like what you just said brings it entirely away from just being about the taste buds Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. i i mean there were so many times where even when as somebody who is a certified nutritionist like i know my stuff about nutrition too but i still found myself in the depths of emotional eating Mm -hmm. and going into the pantry for reasons of like trying to calm my nervous system and grabbing for the crunchy chips. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? And so I think that is, is a big flip and what I, but then there's also the beauty in the blend Mm -hmm. of with intuitive eating. It's like, gosh, I'm going to have a few bites of that ice cream, no shame, no guilt Mm -hmm. and move on. Yes. And I feel like we talked about this in the episode we did on your show. It's so easy to be extreme. Mm -hmm. It's so easy to be, I'm going to be following this nutrition plan to a T. I'm going to cut out this and I'm going to X out that and or else I'm just going to not care at all. So what I'm hearing from you is really intuitive eating is that midline. Mm -hmm. You're aware of what you are eating. You are Mm -hmm. aware of what you're consuming. You're aware of how it affects you. But then there's that blend of like, I still incorporate enjoyment and fulfilling foods that just I'm going to eat because they taste good and they're foods that I like. Yes, exactly. And that's the thing I think that scares people in the beginning, especially when my clients first come to me and I, and and they're, and they come to me with diet trauma. A lot of them do. So they've tried very restrictive diets. They've tried calorie counting. They've tried, um, they've tried just eliminating an entire food group. So like no carbs, right? They do all of these things. And then it's almost like it, it gets a little bit scary and overwhelming when I say, you can technically eat whatever you want once you dial in your cues. And they're like, whoa, 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 what do you mean? Right, and because they're so used to these rules. And one of the things that I I always talk about, like one of my, my taglines on my podcast is, it won't always be easy, but it doesn't have to be complicated. And I think all of these diet rules and all of these, these plans and all of these like very restrictive things, they just make them so complicated and they make you feel like you are going against yourself, against your own will to like, that's where like with the whole willpower thing comes in. It's just like, you have to, you have to get through it and push through it. And if you're not, if you're doing something that's so unenjoyable, think about it. You do something unenjoyable, you're not going to want to keep doing it. It'll eventually wear you out, burn you out. You'll give up. You'll you'll start judging yourself. You'll be like, "This is too hard. I'm not. It's not working for me. It's not working fast enough." And then we give up on ourselves. And that's why I always say the reason why diets don't work, typical diets don't work, is because they only work as long as you're doing them. And as soon as you stop, they stop working as well. So intuitive eating, being the undiet, is it's a lifestyle. It's once you start eating like this, once you really start eating in a way that feels amazing for yourself, for your body, when you're in tune with your body's differences and the ups and the downs, once you're there, eating becomes more effortless and you spend so much less time obsessing over food because that that's a whole other thing that comes up, right? That's why I like to practice, like I teach food freedom, like don't be at the mercy of that 
donut or those chips or whatever it is that will make you feel like I just can't control myself around it. I just can't stop when I, when I start, right. That's just, that's just feeling that that just makes you feel very disempowered. And whenever you're making decisions from a place of disempowerment, they're not going to, it's not going to be feeling, not going to make you feel good. And it's not going to be easily sustainable. You're always going to feel like you're literally white knuckling your way throughout the day, throughout the week. And that's not the way you want to lose weight or get healthy and sustain it. Because the way I teach it is like you lose it once and you don't gain it again because of this process. But because of the diet industry's way of getting into our heads to like, no, you you have to continue to buy these foods or you have to continue to eat this way or you have to continue to, that's how they make their money. It's like by literally keeping you stuck in their, in their little, um, basically their, their little wheel. It's like, as soon as you, ju- as soon as you, you cut out carbs, as soon as you have a piece of bread, here comes those five pounds whoops, let's go back into this diet. Right. And that's the, that's what happens. It's a lot of our, a lot of the people that come to me have this diet trauma where they just, they're scared. They're literally terrified of food. They don't think they can control themselves around food. And what I like to empower everyone that I speak to is just to understand that you've always had the power and you can always tap back into the intuition that you were born with. If you just give it time, just give it some time, right? So will you drop 10 pounds in a week? No, but you shouldn't want to either, right? And that's also where it becomes very holistic because once you dial all of that and once you start taking care of your body, you st- everything, like when you, you'll decide what workouts feel good for me, mm, I'll do this. If it doesn't feel good, I'll do something different, right? It's like, I always use the example of running. I don't like to run, right? It hurts my knees, it hurts my back and all of this. But pe- if you if you Google the fastest way to lose weight, a lot, a lot of the times people will say, oh, just go run three miles a day, right? Well, what if you don't like to run? What if you can't run? What does that mean that you just, what, you're stuck? So it's the same idea with with these the diet industry and the way that they try to peddle these things for us. So once we free ourselves from that, it literally frees up your mind to think so much more abundantly about everything else in your life. Like when I, when I really started to get a handle on my food and my eating and all of that, like my business started to take off. My like everything starts to take off because you're creating freedom in your brain to think about things that are way more because there's everything that I mean, I can think of so many things that are way more important than food, right? But when you are so um consumed by all of this diet culture and all of these, like, do this, don't do that. That's a new fad. Um, take you know, everybody needs to eat cel- drink celery juice in the morning. Okay, don't do that anymore, right? When all of these things, right? You're just I'm confused. laughing, you guys. I'm <laughs> laughing at the celery juice reference. There's so many people who bought juicers and celery yes. and celery and celery. And I'm like, guys, guys. Yes. yes. And that's that's another great thing that I wanted you to bring up and talk about because you guys, she is somebody that is not just a nutrition coach she is a life coach as well so that's something i really wanted you to highlight is like ladies when we stop obsessing about oh my god this food i was bad at lunch mm-hmm. good at lunch oh i totally just ate crap all day today i'm yes. bad i was bad when you free that negative self-talk and that self-sabotage when you have been so obsessed with it for so long, I feel like sometimes that causes like a brain blip because mm-hmm. you go, well, what else am I going to fixate on? Mm-hmm. If I'm letting go of fixating on food, if I'm yeah. letting go for me a long time, it was what I weighed, mm-hmm. what I weighed. And 
then when I freed myself, I talked, I've talked about this on the podcast a lot of times when I was like, okay, well, what if I could be really fit, strong, active in all aspects of fitness at this weight and didn't lose a single pound? Okay. Yeah. I can have great cardiovascular. I can be really strong. I can be really flexible and mobile at this weight. And then when I was, when I stopped being like, I I do not care what that scale says. Mm -hmm. I was like, what do I think about? (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) What do I think about? What do I talk about? What do I obsess about? Even just little dynamic conversations. And when I was like, oh, you're, and I did a rapid resolution therapy Mm -hmm. session around it to really just like clear the tabs because it was so ingrained in my brain of thinking about it all the time. Yeah. But I was like, what? what do I think about now? So what do you really feel women can benefit from, from tackling this trauma, this Mm -hmm. obsession with needing to be on a diet or what they eat makes them good or bad? What do you feel like you've seen it free up in the women that you've worked with or yourself Mm -hmm. that they've seen like greater benefit just by uncovering this one thing? Yeah, I love that question because what what ends up happening is, you know, when I work with my clients and they finally are able to like find that freedom and it opens their eyes up. It's and it's interesting how you said it's like once you stop obsessing, because a lot of times I've noticed, especially with women, we'll like um we, we all kind of get together and we're talking about like food and the diets and the workouts and like, oh, and I, I just gained five pounds and what are you doing and how are you doing? Like we're talking about these things. And then once we like take food out of the equation then it's like, okay, what do we talk about? Right. Or, or what do we, what do we have in common about? Right. Like, what are we going to do? But it's uh, what I love to see is once you stop obsessing over food, then you can start really taking the the things that really truly should matter. Right. Besides what the scale, the number on the scale and you know, what's on your plate, how are you feeling? Like, how are you really feeling? And oftentimes the reason why a lot of people overeat is because they don't want to feel uncomfortable emotions or negative emotions. So that's a big part of my coaching is because a lot of the time, once we dial in, because like I said, losing weight is actually not that hard. Once we dial that part in, then everything else comes to the surface. Yeah. Right. And, and you uh, have a great class I, on your website. I saw mm-hmm. you have a really great class about like, why is it that we overeat? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I want to, I'll, we can get the link for yes. the ladies to sign up yeah. for that class because I was mm-hmm. like, I saw that and I was like, yes, because really when once I understood why I was going to the pantry mm-hmm. and like every time was grabbing for chips yes. and was like, oh, it's because I'm trying to use that crunching energy to mm-hmm. manage my stress in a mm-hmm. stressful situation, which at that time was two toddlers, a three and a one-year-old. Yes. I was like, I had bags and bags and bags of mm-hmm. chips in that pantry that I was yes. going towards at that time. And understanding like that was really one of the reasons why I was overeating because it wasn't mm-hmm. my meals. It wasn't, you know, any of the food that I had planned. It was in those moments. And that understanding really does uncover a lot. Absolutely. And I always say this, um, something that I heard one of my mentors say is, you don't have an overeating problem. You just have an underfeeling problem. So when you don't want to feel those feelings, right? The stress, the frustration, the kids are screaming, um, you know, your your spouse is annoying you and work is crazy, like all these things, it's so easy to be like, oh, let me just grab some chips. Let me just mm-hmm. grab some cookies, right? Because that 
that's a buffer, basically, that that basically numbs the uncomfortable emotion for that moment. So when people say comfort food makes them feel better, it does momentarily, right? Because you do get that dopamine hit. You definitely do get that like surge, especially like sugary foods and processed foods. You'll get a surge and you'll be like, oh, okay, right? But then the other thing that happens, especially when, when, when we're high achieving women, we then turn around and use it against ourselves and we judge ourselves. And then it's a shame. And then this whole spiral of like, oh, why did I do that? Now I did this. And then we go down this entire spiral because the emotion that you were trying to avoid feeling doesn't go away when you eat the chips. It just subsides for a bit. But I promise you, right, your kids were still driving you up the wall after the chips, right? Mm -hmm. After, after whatever it was, after what that thing that you felt was comforting in that moment. So what I teach my clients when I'm working with them on their emotions is feeling uncomfortable emotions and not letting your, what we, a lot of us do is we resist it and we avoid it. We resist and avoid with food, right? And that's what ends up happening. If, what if you just sat and felt uncomfortable? What if you just sat and felt frustrated? It takes literally 90 seconds for an emotion to process through your body. So if you just wait, right? And if you just really kind of, again, the intuition part, what's really going on? What's really happening here? Why am I, what, like, I always like to ask this question, what are you really hungry for? You're not really hungry for the chips or the cookies or the donuts, right? You're hungry for a feeling. It's usually relief. Sometimes it's peace. Sometimes it's just, I just need a distraction because I don't want to think about it. So we use food in that way as a way to buffer. And the thing, the thing is, because food is not, it wasn't made for that. It wasn't supposed to be that for us. So in my, in my workshop, I do talk about like evolutionary wise, why this all happens because of how we were just like evolved to become. And that's what happens is like, now we're in the modern world where we don't, we're, our brain still thinks that we have like fight or flight. And so if you're stressed out, your brain doesn't know if you're like genuine, like for real, for real under distress of something like because a puma is about to jump out of a bush or something, or if you just had a bad day and you had a fight with your spouse, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you got, like your brain doesn't know yes. frustrating email versus there is famine in yes. your tribe. Nobody can <laughs> find food. Yep. It is a frozen tundra, like yeah. surviving off of snow. Your brain yes. doesn't know the difference between those two things. Not at it all. Just exactly. Sees stress response, same, whether it's Always. situation, email yes. or situation, famine. Exactly. That's exactly it. So once you get to a place where it's like, okay, I know. So I always say to everyone and there's nothing wrong with you. Like people, a lot of times were like, what's wrong with me? Why can't I stop eating? Why can't I, why am I an emotional eater? Why can't I lose weight? Why can't I, why can't I? No reason. You're just a human being with a human brain designed to protect you and keep you safe and survive. That's Mm -hmm. all it does, right? So survival to a primitive brain is eat as much as you can because you never know when you're going to be able to eat again. That's it. That is it. So you're not, broken. I always tell my girls, you're not broken. You're not a broken unicorn. You don't have a broken horn. I actually keep all my client notes in a unicorn binder because I'm like, my little unicorns, they all think that their horns are broken, (laughs) but they're not. Like there's nothing wrong with you. It's just the way that we've been, uh, we've evolved and then how we've been socialized. Mm -hmm. So we're dealing with all of this shenanigans in the background. It's no wonder 
right? That's a concept like intuitive eating will feel so scary for someone who doesn't think they're in control. It's because you're you're just maybe afraid of feeling the negative emotions. And what I always say is negative emotions come and go just like positive ones do. Right. So instead of riding the wave and going up, you know, when you're up, you're up, when you're down, you're down. When you get to a place where you're able to focus on what's really important, because food's not that important, it's just really supposed to fuel you. What's really important? It's your family. It's your business. It's your kids. Right. It opens up so much possibility when you stop being consumed by a number on the scale, which is neutral or food, which is also neutral. Right. It's just what we make it mean. That makes it very, very loaded for some of us. Right. Right. And you, I mean, you said a while ago, but I know ladies heard it and are still hanging on to it of like, weight loss is not complicated. Okay. Okay. Eva, what, Mm -hmm. what did you just say to me? Because everybody has been, and why I love the name of your podcast, uncomplicating weight loss. How I want you to riff on that. I Mm -hmm. want you to riff on that. Like, how is it it's been so overcomplicated and what is it when you break it down how do you uncomplicate it for people yes so the reason why i so interesting it was a a whole thing how i came up with the show's name but when i was talking to my strategist my podcast strategist she's like what do you you know what are your values what do you think what do you teach and i'm like i teach simple weight loss concepts and she's like okay simple i'm like it's simple like it really truly is and and not, not in the sense of it's so simple, I've always been skinny. I have literally battled with, I gained and lost the same 20, 30 pounds my entire, since I was probably like eight years old, just like up and down and up and down and up and down. And when I really thought about it, um, so the way that I, I lost the weight and kept it off is I tried all the things. I tried all the little diets and all the shenanigans. You tried all the complicated all stuff. All the complicated stuff, right? Eating stuff I didn't want to eat, um, you know, the, the, the cleanses, the detoxes, the juicing, all of this stuff. I've tried it all. And I just remember thinking like, this feels miserable. I was always miserable. So did they work? Yeah, temporarily until I eat a piece of bread or until I stop doing the juice or until whatever. And then you gain the weight back and sometimes times even more. Not only that, as you know, you destroy your metabolism with the mm-hmm. with the yo-yoing and the up and down, right? So I did all of that. And I realized that so many women do the same exact thing. And I remember like we hear these like either their old wives tales or now it's it's stuff on social media or these like little viral trends and everyone is talking, 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 right? Everyone's like do this, do that, do keto, do this thing, right? Everyone's talking. So first that starts the whole confusion because it's like, well, where do I start? What should I do? Where do I even start? So so many people come to me like, I don't even know where to start. Can you just tell me where to start? And I'm like, yes, the basics. But that was one of the first things where it's like, okay, it's way too complicated. The reason why the diet industry makes it complicated is because they want to keep you confused. Like a confused mind stays stuck, right? So if they keep you confused and they're, they're like, okay, let's just keep giving you more things and we'll keep digging at your insecurities, right? And we'll keep digging at like, oh, you know, do you, do you want to lose five pounds really fast? You know, or they uh, wait until like the new year rolls around, right? You start to see all the ads and all this stuff, right? Because they prey on our insecurities. So here you have us feeling vulnerable and confused. Think about when you feel vulnerable and confused. You have no idea where to start. You have no idea what actions to take when you're coming from that place of disempowerment. And that is what the diet industry thrives on. And so they complicate it on purpose because if it was really like, listen, 
if you just do these things and you listen to your body and you do what feels good, not what you think feels good, not what's going to give you the temporary satisfaction, but what will support I always like to say, think about your future self, what will support you to be that person and what will help you make decisions from that place. That's what starts to clear up all of the confusion because the future version of you is not confused. Mm -hmm. She has arrived, right? So it's tapping into that. And that's why I use life coaching and, and really like the emotional part of like understanding emotions, understanding thoughts, understanding that your thoughts create your results. Right. That is that was like the biggest like aha moment for me with my weight loss journey. And when I started to learn all these things, I was like, okay, wait. So if my thoughts create my results and it's not like positive, toxic positivity or any of that, it's literally I can look at a circumstance that's neutral and I can either choose to think something empowering or something disempowering. And depending on how I choose to think will will determine how I feel and then the actions that I take. Right. When I started to learn that, I was like, Oh, that's why it's not that complicated because our thoughts are optional and we can choose to think different things. So you can choose to be like losing weight is the hardest thing in the world. Guess what? It's going to be the hardest thing in the world. Mm -hmm. Or you can choose to think the thought. It's actually not that hard. If I know what I'm supposed to do, if I know the steps and I follow the steps, it's not hard at all. Actually, how does that feel? That feels empowering. That feels um, you feel supported. You feel like you have a plan, right? You feel focused. And then that allows you to line up your actions. So that was the biggest thing for me is when I really started to learn that I was like, oh, it's really not that hard. You really don't have to spend hours at the gym. Some people swear they have to go to the gym for two hours a day and that's how they lose weight. No, you don't have to because I didn't do that when I lost weight. I literally worked out in my basement during during COVID, it was we, the gyms were closed. So I was like, all right, well, I'm gonna work out downstairs. And I, I prioritize strength training. I think it's very important, especially as we get older as women. Um, but that was one of the things that I did. The other thing was I, I started to just listen to my body, started to do the intuitive eating, eating when I'm hungry and stopping at enough. That is super simple, right? Drinking water, getting my rest, taking care of like my mental, my mental health, all of those things. So it's not like you do one thing and it's easy, right? Because I say it, it won't always be easy, but it doesn't have to be complicated because the steps are simple. The steps are you do all of these things. You drink enough water that the, 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 the you drink the water your body needs. That's number one. So people say drink a gallon. You don't have to drink a gallon. Oh my unless God. You... I feel like I am, you and I are the only people <laughs> I've ever heard say this. And no. I'm just like, the ladies on my podcast are like, they know I'm selective with my guests. And they're like, now I see why Joelle brought her on because yes. yes, I say this all the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You don't need, unless, I mean, if you're, I, I like to say it's like half your body weight in ounces, right? But if you're if half your body weight in ounces is not one gallon, you don't need to like swim in in water every day. Like and then and then that, think about that. That makes you miserable. You're peeing every five minutes. Your body's like, what the hell is happening? Right. With too much water. Yeah. Right. And stripping, stripping of all the minerals and yes. everything. Mm -hmm. Yes. And that's the thing. But but where do we get that from? Some probably some bro or something on the Internet or some like that uh, thought some... he was cool carrying a jug yeah. of water. With his jug. Yes, his jug oh. at the gym. And he's they're like, and everyone's like, yeah. well, I'm, I guess that's how we get muscles. No, no. Right. So again, it's like you become you, you when you really start to trust yourself and you start to just listen and pay attention. 
the weight will drop. And when you learn how to start processing your emotions and stop being afraid of them, because no emotion will kill you. And that's something that I always say, even the heart, the even shame and even mm-hmm. f- failure, even these fears, it's not, it's not the end of the world. Your brain thinks it is. So you literally have to be like, no brain. We're not under attack. We're just stressed out. That was just an email that just annoyed me. That was just this, right? You just learn how to just like be kinder to yourself. Yeah. And I I, I I teach a lot about like just like loving yourself through the process and not beating yourself up because you you can't beat yourself down the scale. It's just or the whole idea of like, I'll love myself when I'm thin. No, you won't. Right. Yeah. That's all emotional stuff. So that's really where I came up with the concept of like uncomplicating weight loss. Like if you do the things, if you eat the way your body was designed for you to feed it, the way it was designed to be fed, drink the water that it needs, move it in ways that feel good yeah. and rest when you need to, right? Those are the levers that you pull. And that's why it's so, it's just, it's really is that simple, not easy, right? The big difference, it's not easy. People will be like, what do you mean? I'm like, no, not easy, but simple. It's just not complicated. It, you don't have to do math with the scale and the macros and the counting and the, you know, the, the apps where they're like, oh no, you only have 200 uh, calories left, Ooh, right? That's stressful. That creates anxiety and shame and all of that, right? That's going against where we want to take it. Come back within yourself. Like literally come back to you. Come back to your center and be like, what do I need? Like body, what do you need right now? That's why it's so uncomplicated in my opinion. Yeah, you hit the nail on the head. And I will say, especially in my personal evolution, when, you know, pre-kids, it was like, Joelle was skinny mini. And I told, like, everybody commented, I had nicknames Mm -hmm. for being as tiny as I was. Mm -hmm. And then after having two kids, still work out, still eat healthy-ish, body is hanging on to different weight. Body wants to be a different weight. Mm -hmm, Okay. mm -hmm. And I, that's just like a back, short summary and background of my story. And I, you know, did have to go through this period and this process exactly kind of how you talked about where I had to think about and evaluate what I was using food for. Mm -hmm. And then that's why I think it's so beautiful how what you do is paired with life coaching, because it really wasn't just about like not having food under control. Right. And then now I did get to a point where I am using counting macros and calories as a tool, but my mindset is entirely different because I'm making sure I'm eating enough Mm -hmm, protein mm -hmm, and it's like a tool of curiosity. Mm -hmm. And I think without talking, doing like what it is you're talking about first, I'd still be wrapped up in like that diet mentality instead of seeing it as like, kind of like a personal scientist of myself yes because Mm -hmm. i was like okay well if i'm working out this hard i know i want to like see how i can progress my goals with my um adding muscle and whatnot Mm -hmm. and i do want to lose body fat and i know that happens in a calorie deficit so then it ended up being like I wonder where I'm at just with my daily eating. Mm-hmm. And it, it was never in now even too, it's like never a pressure, pressure of perfectionism. Right. It's still curiosity. And if I don't track a day, I'm like, whatever. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Yes. So that's why I think this is so key to even if, which I won't ever use like the the diet taxes, tax tactics 
why was that word hard <laughs> tactics tactics as tools because yeah. i know like all of what we talked about but i think it's really the foundation like you said to freedom mm -hmm. is not having the weight not having the not weight like physical weight but not having the weight around food and the self-shaming and the negative self-talk about what's good and what's bad and if i eat something bad then i am bad or mm -hmm. i have been bad yeah. or um you know if three you end up having a, some of your kids's halloween candy you're like oh there goes the whole month i'm just right. gonna gain five pounds because i had a ha even a handful of candy and yeah. i get it because i was one of those health and fitness coaches before kids too that was like a snickers bar is how many jumping jacks it's like, 30 minutes on the, on the track i now. wish i could go back in time and smack my 20 year old self in the advice that i was giving because there is there's so much more to living a well-rounded and healthy life and i think your approach with intuitive eating paired with life coaching the mindset stuff mm -hmm. that's really going to be the breakthrough that i think so many women are working for and like your website says helping ambitious women lose the weight for the last time because yes. what you teach is um very realistic mm -hmm. in a lifestyle approach so i want to thank yeah. you so much for being here today why don't you plug all of the ways that the ladies can connect with you as well as you guys i will for sure pop it down in the show notes and um I'll, yeah tell us yes. where they can find you thank you so on instagram it's at it, I'm at, it's a little hard to say. So it's Eva Rodriguez is the handle. It's at, it's Eva Rodriguez. And uh, my website is eva.fit. And then my podcast is on all the platforms. It's called Uncomplicating Weight Loss. And it's so good. And Thank I love you. how your, our episodes like, Guest episodes are longer. Are longer, guys, yes. <laughs> yeah, you guys know my episodes are typically like the under 20 minutes marks and things are as well. So just like, I think it's always great to have different modes of, you know, motivation and inspiration because sometimes when you're making these mindset changes when it comes yeah. to food and weight loss, you have to hear it from somebody else to drown out the noise that have been ingrained in the mind mm -hmm. so much. Yeah. So I really hope that you guys go and check out her stuff. If you have any questions, you can connect with her on social media platforms. I'll leave all that information down below and we'll talk to you guys next time. If you enjoyed today's episode, please let me know. Come send me a DM on Instagram or share this up in your Instagram stories. If you love more episodes on intuitive eating, nutrition style episodes, let me know. The best way you can let me know what your favorite episode topics are is leaving a review. And it would mean so much to me because those ratings and reviews help the podcast out so much. All you have to do is wherever you're listening to this podcast episode on, click my show, Living in Sync, and then scroll down, you'll see stars. And if there's that little written in purple, leave, write a review. That would mean so much to me. Tell me what episode topics are your favorite. And I would, I absolutely love reading the reviews. Don't forget to follow Eva's podcast on complicating weight loss. Like I said, she has really great episodes that are like less than 15 minutes long. So if you just need some encouragement and positivity that's quick and easy to digest, her episodes are absolutely fantastic. So thank you so much for listening today and we will talk to you guys next time.